0: HOMAGE TO THE BLESSED ONE, NOBLE ONE, THE RIGHTLY SELF-AWAKENED ONE HOMAGE TO THE BLESSED ONE, NOBLE ONE, THE RIGHTLY SELF-AWAKENED ONE HOMAGE TO THE BLESSED ONE, NOBLE ONE, THE RIGHTLY SELF-AWAKENED ONE Welcome to all the monks and novices and blessings to all the laity. Today we come to study Dhamma on the subject matter of what is wisdom and what is instinct? What is the difference in their meanings? Human beings are considered living beings that are excellent and better than all other animals because of their wisdom. If a human does not have wisdom, then what would make them better than other animals? Even though they have hands that are more special than other animals, but without wisdom they cannot compare to other animals. Those other animals have their own goodness in themselves according to their knowledge and ability they have had since birth without anyone to teach them. Their instincts are much better than ours. We require knowledge that we have created, whereas animals are supported by the knowledge they have had since birth. We call this instinct. If this human being did not create any wisdom, then they would be no match for an animal. In having a livelihood, having well-being, there is almost nothing that humans can get for doing nothing. They need to gain it all through education and learning, training and practice, developing them all. This is unlike other animals, which in general can live on instinct. Animals rarely need to learn or practice to develop that much. This learning, training and development is unique to humans and this is what gives human beings a good and beautiful life, gives them excellence. When human beings are able to develop this to the highest, then they are held to be the most excellent. Even the deities and Brahma gods will bow ...homage and worship them. This is different from other ordinary animals... ...who are born with instincts and die with instincts. Therefore humans are an excellent living being. They are able to create wisdom. But the old things within the mind are the gilases, ...the mental defilements of greed, hatred and delusion... ...that we possess and maintain. When humans do not have wisdom then they will rely on these gilases to help them. And these gilases have emotions such as fear and desire. But these gilases are obstructions and is ignorance. The ignorance of one particular thing. This will cause fear to arise. But when humans can fully develop their wisdom, then they will have no need to rely on those gilases The craving, greed... Anger ceases. But in the process of developing wisdom, it will grow to a certain extent and will be aware of this. Even when there is knowledge of what is right and what is wrong, but the Gilesas are still there. They take advantage of this opportunity by using the knowledge that wisdom has created in a bad way. For example even though there is knowledge of what is right and what is wrong, and this is something truly beneficial, but the Gilesas don't want it. It uses the knowledge in other ways that are able to satisfy the needs of the Gilesas, the greed and hatred. And this half-knowing, half-ignorance is what causes human beings so much trouble. The wisdom hasn't developed into Bodhi, There is no enlightenment yet. The Gileses are still there and they seize the opportunity to use the knowledge, the wisdom that has been created in the way of the Gileses. So there must be the development of other virtues. Because if one does not develop further, then when the base instincts in the mind of greed, hatred and delusion are strong, then they will easily push that human being to be born as an animal. Even if one develops wisdom, it also has other qualities of mind that assists it. An example is the faith that you all have. This is a quality that is called up to be used in a special way. Like when we were born, we believed our parents. The school we went to, whichever teacher taught well, this arose faith in us. This faith then inclined us to believe. This belief is a strong bond. It is as if we are relying on the wisdom of others. We are being supported by the wisdom of the people we have faith in. We are ready to believe them and follow them. And this faith, if used in the right way, will encourage us to develop wisdom without much difficulty. So a person who speaks with good reasoning... And as far as we see and can know, it's all true. This is inclining us to believe. The people who bring up our faith make us want to listen again. So this is giving another cycle of support that will bring up wisdom in us. We like those things that we find useful. We then diligently search and learn more. We do it sincerely and gain more motivation. And when wisdom arises fully to the point one knows clearly and sees the truth, where an arahant has arisen, then one will be above faith. That is, one has been released from dependence on faith. This is panyayana perfected wisdom. So this perfected wisdom, it's a knowledge divided into many ways. There is knowledge arising from what we have heard and listened to. When we have faith and believe it, then we take it to contemplate and to put it into practice. For example, when we believe in making the mind peaceful, then we have to bhavana, meditate, by using one of the meditation objects, such as knowing the in and out breath, along with the meditation word buddho, breathing in buddh, breathing out to," or using it solely by repeating buddho, buddho, is also okay. For some people, just Bhutto isn't enough. So they chant, recollecting the virtues of the Buddha, Dhamma and Sangha. But when the mind is calm already, there is no need to chant that much. They can just use Bhutthang Dhammang Sangkang. Some teachers, they teach to use Bhutthang Saranang chami, Dhammang Saranang chami, Sangkang Saranang chami, Like this, and the mind can be peaceful and still. This is using wisdom to instruct the mind to give rise to samadhi, meditative concentration. And the wisdom that arises, we use it to think and contemplate once more. This is wisdom. Do we think that meditating like this is good? By studying into it, we increase our wisdom through investigation and contemplation, until our knowledge that arises is profound and deep. This applies to both the world and in the Dhamma. So wisdom is divided into three levels. The wisdom that arises from hearing and listening. The wisdom that arises from thinking and contemplating. And wisdom that arises from bavana, training the mind to be peaceful. When the mind has stillness and calm arising, then this will lead to wisdom to arise. This is Panya insight knowledge the insight that gives rise to knowledge or the insight that gives rise to the view that is right and correct we may have felt being coming up momentarily in the heart the knowing that arises like this that comes up suddenly out of nowhere but in most cases it can only happen when our hearts are calmed and at ease if we are very determined and seriously contemplating sometimes at that time wisdom still can't arise an example of this is Venerable Ananda Mahatera who was foremost of all the monks in being of wide learning he put forth massive effort but he still did not have banyayana arise the wisdom to be liberated from suffering to attain to arahanship had not yet arisen But when he relaxed a little, thinking he would rest for just a short while, and at that moment his mind was calm and still, and the sudden feeling arose, and he succeeded in attaining becoming an arahant. Therefore the wisdom that comes up like this is a higher wisdom. What is that attainment then? It's an all-rounded knowing wisdom. And it also knows that it isn't our own wisdom. There is nothing that is ours. Even the wisdom that arises, one also puts that down. They put it down at the same time as well. Even if it is the highest wisdom that arises, the wisdom that one attains to arahantship, they do not hold on to that wisdom as themselves or being theirs. So it's important that we learn about developing a calm mind that is samadhi, that is not chaotic. And we must try to achieve the right balance. There is a natural instinct that everyone, even animals, have had since birth. This is to know and avoid the dangers that come. So our instincts in this way are no different from that of an animal that has not developed. But if we develop more and more, as described, then there is comprehension and knowledge arising. There is processing information, ability to make decisions, investigative thought by using the brain to analyze sense consciousness. It is the part that makes us different from animals. But this does not mean that we are not human until we have wisdom arise, but this is called a deeper wisdom. It's a state of mind that makes us completely human. It's a part of the mind that has knowing and understanding that comes from peace. If you have this knowing, bing, or a flash coming up. It's a knowledge that transcends reason or logic. And we need to train and develop this. And this wisdom must be connected. Between the wisdom that we have heard and listened to, connected with the wisdom that comes from our meditation from deep peace. The wisdom that arises from hearing, from all our contemplation, this supports the realization of true wisdom that can correct the suffering within our hearts. Therefore, in our Dhamma practice, even if we get a temporary stillness, just a small amount, we still can solve the problems in our minds. This is called temporary wisdom or a temporary Nibbāna. So in short, instinct is a knowledge that has existed since we were born, whether for humans or animals. But human beings will develop themselves to have wisdom, that is, a higher knowledge. From being those not having the quality of sila, morality, to having sila, having sila already, then having the quality of samadhi, then having the quality of wisdom. The mind has metta and karuna, kindness and compassion to our fellow human beings. There is self-sacrifice. We are able to control the moods and emotions of the mind until finally making the heart full of joy from our goodness and virtue. So lastly, may all of you who have been interested in Dhamma Be successful in your duties and work. Be successful in your Dhamma practice and meditation. May you have a strong and healthy body. Whatever you aspire to, in human wealth, heavenly wealth and the wealth of Nibbana and in your building of Merit and Parami, may all your aspirations meet with success. May you grow in blessings.